1: That's eight hundred seven six zero eighteen forty five.
2: Now on the tea. Is it time? Let's do this.
3: It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they
2: are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Do you believe in miracles? Well, it's that kind of weekend golf is... Phil Mickelson captured the PGA Championship for his sixth major at the record age of 50 years and 49 weeks. Julius Burroughs held the distinction as the oldest to win a major when he captured the 1968 PGA at the age of 48. Jack Nicklaus, of course, famously won the Masters at 46 in 1986. Lefty shot a final round 73 to finish 6 under par, two better than Brooks Kepka and Louis Oosthuizen. And now with the win, Mickelson has two PGA championships to go along with his three green jackets and Clara Jug from the 2013 Open Championship. What a week it was. Historic, and we're going to talk all about it this week on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper, son of uh, a winners of 51 times on the PGA Tour, and that's six ahead of now where Phil Mickelson sits just behind their eighth all-time with Walter Hagen.
4: Yeah, it's pretty cool to uh, watch him especially coming down the stretch after having that five-shot lead. And then the lead gets a little bit narrower. But Phil held on, hit some great shots coming down the stretch and was able to uh,
2: get that two-shot victory over Brooks Kepka and Louis Oosthuizen. 45 wins, tied Walter Hagen. I don't think he's catching your dad, Bob. I think, uh, I think your dad is safe there at 51 in position number seven. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he should be for sure. So uh, really, really, really cool stuff. We'll talk all about it. We've got some uh, big hitters for you. We're going right to Golf Channel. Jaime Diaz will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. And then hour number two, it's all Rich Lerner from Golf Channel with us as we recap a historic week in golf. And again, these Golf Channel guys, when we have a chance to get them on, they have so much information, and they're so restricted on their time on TV that it's just like opening the floodgates. And for me, it's fascinating. It's good. conversation, and I hope you'll enjoy it, too. We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. To get
5: your highest-performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. Chrome Soft, this ball really does change everything.
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tea time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before
6: born from 10 years of research and innovation the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
3: Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio.
2: All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. This segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf, who salutes the oldest major champion to hit a 360-yard bomb, 366-yard bomb when he needed it. Congratulations from Callaway Golf to Phil Mickelson on an epic performance using his epic speed driver. I had a glimpse there, obviously, at Charlotte in one round, but I wasn't able to sustain it. And then to hold it together and
5: play some really good golf over 72 holes last week meant a lot because uh, I had seen the progress, but I hadn't seen the results. And so that's why I say I had a belief, but
2: until you actually do it, um, it it's it's tough to really you know uh, fully believe it. There you go, Phil Mickelson with his comments this week playing at Colonial, uh, honoring a promise that he made to Charles Schwab that he would be there, and he is there, and he's uh, been battling and not, you know, I love this classic Phil, right? He shoots seventy three in the first round. And he says, Yeah, I didn't play well today, but I won the PGA. So <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I mean look, oh, the man is, comeback. The, the man had a week just a few days ago and in, in, in a year, I I I think Tiger was the one that said it anytime you win a major championship, that is a successful season. So check yeah. mark next to Phil yeah. Mickelson on successful season and historic. Bob, let's just put it in perspective. When you look when you saw what was happening, you mentioned that he had a five shot lead, and then it was a mm-hmm. four shot lead and the three, and it ended up being a two-shot win. It never felt safe. No, it never felt comfortable. And yet it was just on the edge of your seat thinking, man, can he really do it? Can he become the oldest major championship winner and do it on the biggest golf course and on a major stage and and yeah, he did. Well, I think
4: part of us thinking that it might not be safe is simply from the standpoint that he was 50 years, almost 51 years of age. And so you think of somebody like that uh, a player like that at that age that that they're past their prime if Phil was in his prime we would have never thought that type of situation but but because he had not shown any good play wow. up until this point except for that one round of 64 at Quell Hollow um then you know we're always thinking oh is he going to is he going to hold on is it going to happen is it uh is he going to win the golf tournament and and it got tight there for a while so we're all kind of sitting on the edge of our seats on needles and pins and you know what he was able to get it done
2: guy hadn't had a top 50 in a major right. championship outside of Augusta Georgia in about 5 years yeah. and yet he he steps up and, and and does what he does and and brooks kepka the major slayer you know, the guy that just takes majors, you know, you know, w- without even breaking a sweat. Uh, there he is marching right alongside, unable to chase down a guy almost twice his age.
4: Yeah, and Brooks Kepka is a guy that has always said, um, we, w- and we heard him say it, I'm a guy that deals with the pressure the best in a major championship. I'm going to beat half the guys. The other guys I'm going to beat because when they get in contention, um, they're not going to be able to live up to it and and I can do that and so my whole thing my whole thing is to get in contention and then I know i'm going to win well he's done that twice in the last two p g a championships, and he hasn't been able to do it so there's a little bit of the 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 chink in that armor of his so to speak and um I was surprised I was surprised he didn't put more more pressure on him, especially after Phil makes bogey on the first hole and Brooks makes birdie. And then, you know, Brooks turns around and makes double bogey on number two. That, w- that was very untypical for
2: him. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're going to talk about these, this, you know, going forward with our guests as well. But it wasn't di- that different than what we saw at the Masters. But Hideki Matsuyama, a pretty quiet player, mm-hmm. not a superstar, you know, had the lead on Sunday and pretty much maintained the lead on Sunday. And no one really gave him a charge. I mean, Xander, you know, gave it a little bit of a run. And then it went in the water on 16 and it was done. Um, this week, last week, I should say the PGA, it yeah. was basically the guy had the lead and Brooks made a little run, but then that was over real quickly with that double bogey, as you just mentioned. And it was pretty much, uh, you know, Uh, a walk in the park from there the difference was phil mickelson is a superstar phil mickelson was chasing history and so it had you on the edge of your seat and phil had failed spectacularly in other major championship bids and so it was just in the back of your mind like oh really is it could he what will he what is it what might happen and and that's what made it so riveting and and it was really one of those special moments in golf that i'll they'll never forget yeah, the other thing
4: um, is that Phil is a guy that hasn't won by big margins in major championships. He's The biggest he's ever won by is three shots. Mm. So when it comes down to that, you know, it's one, two, or three, um, and it's not like eight with Tiger or Rory or anything like that. Um, so uh, that's kind of also why we're on needles and pins, so to speak. But, you know, 30 years, 30 competitive years that he's won, and he just won in his fourth decade on the PGA Tour. So that's that's amazing what he's been able to do throughout his career, and especially now at the age of almost 52.
2: Well, this show is going to be pretty much entirely dedicated to Phil Mickelson and his historic win. We'll talk to Jaime Diaz coming up here in just a minute. Jordan Spieth was one of the players we looked at last week. He was your pick. He had a chance to complete the career grand slam. Didn't happen. And then he comes back and what opens with 63 at Colonial and yep. uh, is is playing very well. So... Uh, I, I think that even though the major cha- the Career Grand Slam, I should say, didn't come to fruition, Jordan Spieth continues to be in good form, and I think he's going to continue to be one we look at when we get to Tory Pines next week. Would you or next month? Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Uh,
4: Jordan Spieth is definitely a guy you've got to look at, and uh, you know. I wouldn't put it past him, but you know it's a long shot. But Phil Mickelson is a guy you got to look at oh. to get the career Grand Slam. <laughs> um, and one's not enough you know, for you, Bob. Well, this is a this is a course he's played on all his life. He's won on this golf course. He's got to be relishing the opportunity to be back there for the
2: U.S. Open. Uh, this is really good apple pie, ma'am. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but I'm going to have to have some ice cream if I'm going to be able to wolf this down. I just I can't choke this down. This apple pie, as good as it is, I can't have it without some ice cream on top. That's what Bob is saying. Tori is the ice cream on top, and he's not going to settle unless he gets his ice cream with his apple pie. Well, you know what? I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'll tune in to watch. Count me in. Bob, I'll tune in. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost crisp, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. before you buy it beginners are welcome come and learn from the experts at get some guns and ammo open seven days a week you might
4: know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
2: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at HoopsVision.com vision.com
3: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's
2: brian and bob Right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Continue and look back at the historic week that was last week at Key Island, the Ocean Course Phil Mickelson capturing that sixth major at a record age of 50 years and 49 weeks. Pretty impressive stuff and really happy to welcome in our good friend from Golf Channel and NBC, Jaime Diaz, senior writer and uh, just golf entertainer, entertainer and, and, and guy that's just a wealth of knowledge in the game and a tremendous perspective of which we respect. Uh, Jaime joining us now. How are you, Jaime?
8: I'm great, Brian,
2: after that introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we A little hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> I, I, I don't know how much hyperbole was in there. I mean, uh, that, that's, that's truthfully how we feel. You've, you've uh, certainly earned a lot of respect around the, the golf world, and, and you do a fantastic job with Golf Channel. So, uh, what, I mean, what was it like? Just, just here we are almost a week later. Just looking back on that whole scene, uh, how, how would you put it into words what Phil did last week?
8: Well, I, it's you know, he did a lot of things. Uh, I think my final impression is that he he really solidified his identity as a player uh, because certainly he, you know, has been a great player and he's he had five majors and he had 44 wins and he did it in the Tiger era, which I think kind of gives him extra credit. But the fact that he did it during Tiger, I think, caused him to be overshadowed a bit um, no matter what he did. And, you know, now that, that Tiger is, you know, on the sidelines and Phil's 50 years old and has this, you know, this second, this second wind or fourth wind, whatever you want to call it. It's so impressive. And I think it just showed the wealth of talent that he has. I used to hear this about Sam Snead. The reason Sam Snead was so great when he was old is because he was, he had so much talent to draw from. I mean, he started with a mountain of talent when he was 20 years old or 15 years old or whatever. And, and it, and it lasted so long. Uh, and, you know, certainly he worked at his game and he did all the other things that you have to do to be a professional. But he had that head start in terms of just skill and the ability to do extraordinary things. And, I, you know, in a different way, Phil has that, that, that same kind of transcendent talent, I think, especially in the short game. I mean, he just he separates himself when he has the rest of his game going. And, and then he has that extra dimension that he can he can call on to make up for mistakes. I thought that's how he wanted Kiowa. I, I just thought he was a, it was a clinic in how to boldly recover from really difficult places uh, with incredible, you know, skill. Just, you know, beautiful contact, wonderful conception of the shot, all this spin that he could produce because produce he just had such a, a beautiful strike. And, you know, it's, it's more than technique. It's, it's guts and it's having studied, the, you know, how, how to hit all those shots and just being an artist. And I don't know, to me, that that sets him apart in some ways from everybody, even Tiger a little bit in in that area of the game. I think even Tiger deferred to Phil as, as having, you know, this sort of extra weapon The you know, obviously the Phil Flop, which he grew up with in the backyard uh, in San Diego there, just, you know, over and over again, hitting these 40-yard um, shots with a full swing and over the house. And I'd been in that backyard and, uh, you know, it's a very small green and, you know, it was kind of all over the – all over the, the property that he was trying to hit this green from, and it had to be high shots that he's always going over a tree or over the house itself, or just trying to stop it in a really small place. So, I don't know. I just think that he he developed something that probably very few players have ever developed to that extent, and it kind of revolutionized the short game. I mean, I mean, people had sixty degree wedges. Tom Kite came out with it, but he used it as a, you know, a third shot on par fives. You know, a seventy yard shot that he could hit full. Phil was, like, short-siding himself his whole life and, you know, hitting this incredible, you know, totally vertical shot that landed so softly that, that nobody else would even try. It seemed too scary. And, you know, clearly, you know, Calcavecchia did it, and, and obviously Tiger was, got great at it, and everybody does it now, but he's still, because he's sort of the, you know, he's the uh, original gangster, as they say, <laughs> of that shot. You know, he, I thought, under pressure at Kiowa, it wasn't just the flop. It was just the wedge in general that, that kept him ahead. And when he made mistakes with his, with his long game, which weren't that many, he played beautifully, but you know, there were mistakes. Uh, He minimized them or he saved them entirely where the other guys would lose strokes. So anyway, you know, it's a long way around to just say, I I, I think Phil's wedge game is just something extraordinary. Everybody should, you know, really, I think, uh, uh, pay, not just pay respect to it, but I mean, really uh, treasure it as something we, we haven't seen before to this extent. Uh, And, and, you know, I just thought the thing about Phil, you know, he's been erratic many times. It's a lot of times he's been experimenting with all kinds of different, you know, kind of ideas and, uh, you know, notions that he has about how to play, whether it's two drivers or, you know, hitting bombs or all kinds of. You know, kind of revolutionary thoughts in a way because I think Bryson DeChambeau has kind of inherited some of those ideas and just made them more scientific with all the technology and his own kind of process, which is more disciplined than Phil's. But what I love about Phil is he'll get lost, but then he'll find his way back. And during those times he gets lost, he looks like he can't play at all. I mean, I would say his his bad golf is probably the worst golf of any great player. Uh, He just hits it off the map because his swing it's there's just so much hand action and club road and and face rotation. He's got to have great timing, but when he figures it out and it comes together, he's so good at capitalizing. He's so good at, at, you know, taking advantage of those moments when he's, when he's on. Uh, And that takes nerve. I mean, you know, in other words, he's got the game, but then he's got to do it under pressure and he, and he's done it so many times. I just think he's really kind of unique. I mean, Tiger seems to not always have his game, but you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't fall far off, usually. I mean, he might not win with his A game, but he wouldn't get too many times when he had actually a C game. Phil would have a D and F game sometimes. And and yet, when he got his A game, man, like, and I don't even know, if, I don't know if he was even his A game. I, I think, you know, uh, I think his wedge play was an A game, and, and, and the putting was great, uh, timely at least. Uh, he drove it pretty good, but, you know, he didn't leave anything, any statistical categories. It's just that he, maybe, maybe, and maybe his irons uh, are actually the steadiest part of his game. But the the thing that's magical is that wedge game. And, and I just loved, you know, that he kind of, he schooled all these young guys who, you know, he plays with and he's emulates, you know, their game because he wants to keep his game young. But when it comes right down to it, he has an advantage over those guys as long as he's hitting it good.
4: You know, it was interesting last week in observations that I saw him and, uh, you know uh his interviews and that kind of thing he, his persona last week was yeah. all, was was almost different i i mean phil we've seen phil in interview situations many many times where it's it's almost kind of boastful so to speak um you know um with his comments and that kind of thing last week he seemed very calm very reserved and um and almost had a, a certain type of humility to him uh, when he was talking with the media, when he was talking with, uh, with interviewers and that kind of thing. And and, and, and especially when he was playing your thoughts on that.
8: Well, I think that's really astute Bob. I mean, definitely. He, he had a whole new approach to his mental aspect. It, I think what he's decided is that he doesn't have the same, um, attention span, or at least really focused attention span when he's played 18 holes uh, these last few months where he was working hard on his game, but he just wasn't getting anything out of it when he got to the tournaments. And, you know, like he shot 64 to open at at Charlotte, at Quail Hollow, and I think he shot 75, 76, 76 after that. He just kind of lost it mentally. At least that was his analysis of it. So, you know, one of the things he did was start playing a lot at home, like 36 holes a day or even 45 a day. And like, as he said, he was trying to elongate his attention span. You know, that's a kind of a creative new thing we haven't heard of too often. And, you know, again, I think it was Phil kind of, again, figuring himself out in a way that actually benefited him when the, when the bell rang. Um, But, you know, Bob, you know, you may remember this from your dad. He, uh, Billy Casper would would self-hypnotize or or try to, and he would, he would get into that, that zone that made him implacable during, you know, Hogan, like Uh, Hogan, was sort of a guy he was emulating, but um, and Phil kind of took that on last week, as much as he's ever taken it on. You know, he had this really kind of very serene, calm demeanor, not very expressive. Uh, When he messed up, he didn't react very much. When he did great, he he reacted quickly and then went right back to that same, you know, focused kind of, uh, you know, calm but but intense. And, you know, the sunglasses behind that, so there was less, there was just less coming off of him. He, it was all internalized. And I think uh, that's what he was after. He was after something where he was living in his own head and not letting anything distract him. And, you know, I probably, it, it, as he said, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. I think that's the other thing, you know, those closet hard worker. People don't always think of him that way. But uh, you see the transformation in his body, that's taken a lot of work. But he's always addressed whatever he's, you know, found to be a problem pretty hard. Um, you know, he, sometimes he goes back to see his family during a tournament, that kind of thing. People say, ah, oh, this guy, you know, doesn't prioritize like Tiger did. I keep bringing up Tiger just because I think the comparison was always, well, Tiger's this and Phil's that. But there's some similarities. They they both really work hard on their weaknesses, and it's just that Phil's process is different, and and th- he just doesn't have the same consistent technique that Tiger has, but. I think he definitely has as much commitment as Tiger had, which is saying something. And the other thing about Phil, um, you know, he'll do whatever is necessary because he really loves it. I mean, he really loves competition. He really loves to play golf, and he wants to play it well. So he will pay the price. And I think Kiowa confirmed all of that, whereas there might have been questions to do it at the age he did it and the manner he did it. You can't do that with shortcuts. you got to do it with full commitment. And so I think more respect to Phil than maybe he's ever had. Because you know, not only a true champion in terms of how he can play, but also in how he can uh, figure out the game, uh, which I think is really the hardest thing for any of these players is to is to bring their A game or bring something close to an A game to the biggest moments, and it's so hard to do. And we, we you know, especially when the expectations grow. I mean, like we're seeing Rory now; he, he's struggling with that, you know, or whether DJ even. As soon as you become number one and everybody expects you to do it, it gets harder and harder. And Phil has found his moments and Tiger used to do it uncannily. I mean, he would just keep doing it. It was like, what well, it must be easier than it looks, but it's not easy. It turns out, you know, Tiger was a one-off and it's been hard for everybody except Jack and Tiger. Uh, but Phil, you know, with given his um, limitations with his technique, I think has been as good at it as anybody at, at capitalizing on on being ready.
2: Jaime Diaz Golf Channel joining us. And uh, in the the few minutes we have left, you you mentioned a couple of the other players. I I don't know you've been doing this a long time. It it does. Nobody was picking Phil Mickelson to win last week. And you you know, all the big names that were the storylines coming into it. And you mentioned Rory. Uh, It just, I mean, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. I mean, these, how do you pick guys to win majors anymore? I mean, what, what, what trends? Is there, is there any any secrets for our listeners out there who, you know, because it, well, it, it makes us look I, silly some I, most of the time? Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, I hate
8: prognosticating. We do it on Golf Channel a lot. Who's your favorite this weekend? But I got to say, that, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of gambling, not because I, on ethical grounds, I just found it, I've never been that, that, that interested interest in it. And I always felt like golf is such a crapshoot, it's kind of silly to even try to gamble on it. But, I got to say all the new analytics that, you know, that the coaches and the players know about from strokes gain on down, um, the gamblers now are really putting in the same kind of effort that they do into other sports. And they're coming up with some picks now. that are making a lot of sense. And I, I noticed Randall, you know, he, he's, he's very into the, you know, the process of that, not, not to gamble, but just to know more. And, and, you know, he picked Will out at at the masters and he picked Louis at, uh, Louis, and, well, he was wrong about John Ron, but he picked Louis at Kiowa. And, you know, I know he studies a lot of things. So I think people are getting a little closer to figuring out. What, what, uh, statistics are most important in projecting forward, you know, who's going to do well. I think the the one that seems to be the, the one that carries the most weight generally is the stroke screen approach. So mm-hmm. mostly iron play. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good indicator of when someone's playing well and whether they, especially at majors where the penalty for missing is greater. That's a good one to kind of, uh, you know, rely on. But I'm with you, Brian. In the end, there's there's so many surprises in golf. And there, you can as ready as anybody that, or as ready as you've ever been on thir- on Wednesday night or even Thursday morning, and then something happens on the first tee. And I've heard this from players so often. Man, I was so ready. Uh, and then I just – something happened. Or the inverse. Man, I was lost. And then on the third hole, I like, – I felt something and it carried me all the way to Sunday. And it's like, okay, who can, who can predict that stuff? You know? Isn't that the all, all these mysterious wins and losses. And it's like, wow, that's, it makes you respect Jack and Tiger even more because they, I think what it comes down to is just found a way. It wasn't like, it wasn't like they figured it out. They still had to figure it out every day. Um, in other words, uh, you know, they didn't have like a plan that was going to last four days. It's still improv improvising quite often during a round and figuring out the flaw or figuring out the problem that you're kind of, you know, starting to feel coming on and stopping it or correcting it. And I, you know, Nicholas is great at explaining some of the ways he used to do that. Uh, He would find a hole maybe where the tee shot would be uh, fairly risk-free. And he might have a swing thought that he, he wanted to try that might correct something that he felt was, was off. And he'd hit, he'd try it on that hole and eighth hole of Augusta was his, the one he kept using as an example, because if you ha- if you happen to miss a drive there, okay, it's a three-shot hole. But it, it, there's no real penalty. So it's worth taking a risk. And, and he said, I found a lot of rounds on the eighth hole at Augusta uh, or even found a couple of tournaments at the eighth hole at Augusta. So I think that's the, the kind of the secret process that all players go through um, in terms of trying to, you know, kind of keep it going. Uh, it, it, you know, you guys play enough golf to know, And I think it's true even of the pros. It's just a matter of degree that you never really have it all. It's just always this, you know, it's like a steering wheel in a car. You're always just correcting it a little bit, always. And the guys who are best at correcting are the best golfers
2: why we chase it it's fascinating and you're infuriating and all of those things all at the same time and it all wraps up to a game we love called golf so um it's yeah, fun to watch these guys play it at a high level hi me you're the best man we appreciate your time and always uh, appreciate the, the work you do on golf channel keep it up and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show pleasure
8: to be with you guys thanks brian thanks bob
2: hi diaz golf channel joining us here on real golf radio we'll take a short break we'll continue looking back at the pga next right here on real golf radio
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI Speed Frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're
2: framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. unlike anything you've experienced before. I started Folds of Honor above
5: my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy.
7: Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor.
5: Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
7: Thank you for helping me fulfill
8: my dream of going to med
5: school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away this is your call to duty
0: Thank you Thank you thank you for supporting the folds of honor thanks to people like you I know my dad is not forgotten
6: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
3: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian
2: and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks to Jaime Diaz for joining us there on Real Golf Radio as we continue looking back at Phil Mickelson's win at the PGA Championship last week, and it's time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are
3: bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny
2: the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio, and it was quite a win for Mickelson's caddy as well. Of course, Tim Mickelson, Phil's brother, first major championship win without bones for Phil, uh, for that yes. matter. Caddy, how are you, man? What'd you think? I was impressed. I, I, I am I crazy to say it was more
1: a big deal amongst golf fans, not just sporting fans, but golf fans. And Tiger winning the Masters, and I'll tell you why. I've never had so many people calling and texting me on the last nine holes of a tournament.
2: Hmm. Interesting. It was
1: incredible. Didn't get that enthusiasm when Tiger was winning the Masters. Although that, I, I think that was a much bigger win for the sports fans in general, but
4: uh, this was a pretty big deal. Yeah, both were pretty good pretty for the game deal. of golf, I would say.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So how about that? I mean, there's been some neat stuff um, that has come out on social media with Tim Mickelson showing him as a little boy cheering on Phil at golf tournaments and then, you know, being there for his first win on tour and being there, you know, all all the way along wrestling around with him and just having fun. And now to be on the bag, uh, obviously, you know, Phil was quite complimentary of Tim and the work that he's done. Bones might go down as, you know, when Steve Williams maybe is the two greatest caddies of all time, winning us anyway. Uh, which they happen to have the two winningest players of this generation. But uh, what? W- how big is it for for Tim, and how big is it for Phil to have to be able to do that with his brother?
1: Can't imagine. Pretty pretty amazing. Um, what what can you say? It, it's it's up there with Jack and Jack Junior at the Masters.
4: Yeah.
1: Got to put it up there, you know, for the father son combination. Brother, brother, I like the fact that his mom was texting his sister, who was walking in the gallery, <laughs> instructing her to get the information to Tim to tell Phil to not vomit and just make parts. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the mom moment of all time, I just oh, that's, that's so great.
6: Perfect. Uh, oh that oh, that's killed great me when story. i heard
2: that and of course she so, called him by his full name so she meant yeah. business you know tell philip philip <laughs> yeah
6: no bombs yeah. philip no bombs
4: so
2: did you hear about, a mom did you hear say. about the did you hear about the two club
4: breaks two clubs i thought it was just the one iron well that was that was one and then the two wood that he was playing with the face on that cracked on saturday Remember when he when he kind of dive hooked it into the water on twelve? When you beat the golfing gods, that is one of the all time accomplishments.
2: Mm, yep,
1: in the game,
4: I, that's
1: amazing. Two,
4: wow! And then and the, and and luckily he had a two wood in his in his uh, a backup, and then he put the four wood in instead of the two or one iron, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, whatever, whatever happened worked. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe oh, yeah. it was fate. Maybe he wasn't.
4: Maybe he didn't beat the golfing gods. Maybe the golfing gods helped him along. Shined on him. Shined on him. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Who would have thought? And you wouldn't think off the top of your head that Nagin that
1: necessarily Kiowa was the best venue for Phil Mickelson, either. But. Mm-hmm. It actually has more room off the tee than I think a lot of people get the impression. Um, it's much more of an approach course than it is. A, it, it's a good bomber's course off the tee, and then got to be pretty good with the approaches. But I was, when Phil hit that shot on 12, that low drill and draw, I was like, that's it, it's over. He's in total control. <laughs> he was hitting it great. He was really hitting it good, striping it, a lot of tee shots. It, it was impressive, and yet. So I felt like when, yeah.
2: and and yet we we hung on the edge of our seat, knowing yeah. at any moment we could have a spectacular <laughs> collapse that only Phil can provide. Right? I mean, it was interesting. Well, there were no
5: trees. Yeah, there there, there were. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to
1: say that that the people doing the telecast ever have bets on anything. But let's just say that. Anyway, I won't go into that. But the um, let's just say look we knew it was safe when he got to 18 because there wasn't a tree within a thousand yards right there wasn't going to be a wing foot there wouldn't have been a wing foot without the tree so no no if you you had disaster waiting for you just about everywhere on that golf course you could make a double or a triple i think they said it's the most sevens ever made in a tournament or something like that there was some stuff yeah. they drew up and uh yeah but how about how about uh just as an aside real quick who would have thought Brooks Kepka would have played the par fives? He he, he had, if he aced he aced the last par five, he would have played him even on the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was shocking. I mean he he basically just he's gotta look at it saying, Well, I basically gave it to Phil because the chances of three over on the par fives, or four over, whatever he was. It was hard to believe.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think he was three over because he's already
1: sixteen. Yeah.
4: Especially since that's his Seventh winner runner up finish in a major since 2017. That's pretty remarkable that, that he's got uh, this, yeah. this PGA championship and the last PGA championship. He contended in both of them and, and didn't get it done.
1: Yeah, I, uh, this, this should probably be the fill fill hour, but I think he's probably getting a fair amount of exposure in other places. So <laughs> let's talk about Brooks a little bit. Um, Brooks is, I'm trying to figure out, I got to believe that Brooks Kepka just, it, it, only the major lights his fire. I don't think he, he, he clearly just doesn't turn on the switch. Till he, his major record is incredible. It's not yeah. just the four wins. It's all the top tens and top threes and top twos and everything. His whole record's just blowing everybody off the map in whatever time frame you look at it since he started playing at them. It's crazy how good it is. And then you can't explain how he has like, you know, one corn fairy went outside of that or something like that. I'm you know exaggerating a little bit, but it's, it's, yeah, somebody, somebody said, well, he's, he's a, uh, if he doesn't win those two PTAs, he's just Andy North. But that's not really the case because of his record and all the other made, anyway, it's, it's a spectacular major record just spectacular and it, it just it confounds me that he hasn't, hasn't even slept his way into more tour, tour event wins but there you go
2: well you, uh, you threw out the the little thing that's going on did you see that uh, our friend Sam Harrop came up with a new, a new little version a little, oh, little diddy I... but one of us is going down in history the other
8: Oh.
6: I don't
0: care who you are,
6: where you're from. Those workout vents it's clear. I'm going to have to put the gong on, on
2: that. Daddy me. gong. Really? Gong. Oh, the gong it's on brilliant. That. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It was just getting Go. I don't know if you oh, could yeah. understand. You might have to follow along when you can read the lyrics because, you know, Brooks is, I is basically he's having in the song, Brooks is giving it to Bryson saying, you know, I don't care who you are, where you're from. You know that you love me, you know, and uh, <laughs> and he said one of us is going to end up in the Hall of Fame and one of us uh, belongs in a lab. That was uh, that was pretty good. It's pretty good lyrics there.
1: Well, I I think that uh, I'm sensing a great Ryder Cup pairing
2: for Whistling Street.
1: Mm. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I want to see. That'll be the most watched match.
2: I think the U- and- you know the USGA as much as anyone. Do they have enough of a sense of humor to pair them up at Tory next month?
0: Uh, they they always do the
1: everybody's got their their pairings uh, routines right with the majors and of course things have been jumbled a little bit with the mixed uh, ordering of, of things. How many majors have we played between Open Championships now? Seven, eight, nine, ten majors
8: <laughs> between
1: something like that, right? I mean, t- t- imagine how hard it is to win the Grand Slam during the COVID period because you'd have to win like seven majors in a row to win the Grand Slam
2: to get the Grand Slam. To get a clear yeah, jug exactly. in there yeah i hear you yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's pretty crazy all right so um mm. back to phil back to let's yes, go back to it yes i want to go back to phil so come when I, bob and i were talking about this it's interesting in golf isn't it i mean i don't think that the that this event was that much different than the masters i mean hideki matsuyama had the lead he didn't make too many mistakes nobody really came up and challenged him and we all thought it was a little bit anticlimactic you know slightly boring um with Phil, it was kind of the same thing when you look back on it. But because it was Phil. We were all on the edge of our seat back to the knowing he could blow it at any time, but also because he was making history and he's sort of this, you know, he's a superstar in in our game. And so uh how how interesting or unique is golf? Maybe it's not. Maybe this is the way it is with all sports, superstars rule. But the fact that you know, basically have the same script, you flip the names, and you know, Phil was, you know, this thing's the most amazing thing. And Hideki's was, wow. Well, it, it, it was historical, but maybe not as, as thrilling.
5: They don't call him
1: Hideki the thrill. Mm, they call go. him
8: Bill the thrill. Okay.
2: So,
1: no, you, 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 that's much CTV. You can't turn away from Mickelson at any time. You never know. It, he might make an eagle. He might get your You just don't know. You've got to watch it to the very end. Four shot lead on the ac pole. Are you turning it off of the has guy in the bag? Not a chance. Well, four shot lead maybe. Three shot lead, mm. yeah. I hey, let's talk crowd control. Let's talk crowd. All right, What's let's hear it. There? That was crazy. That was. I mean, I got a sense just watching it, like those guys were worried about what was going on in there, and it took Brooks forever to get through there. It took him a long time. And they, but we've we've seen this before we, at the Open Championship. Remember that famous one, where Arnold Palmer comes out of the crowd and he's like, ah, like he's faking collapsing. And so, so that's happened before, but this one just seemed a little different. I what don't know Tiger what it was.
4: At the tour Championship. I'm thinking maybe they
1: were grabbing him and giving him the COVID clutch, and he was worried. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't I even know COVID what that is. Slut. Wow. I don't either. I just made it up. Things just come to me. So the PG of America well,
2: PG of America apologized for the crowd control and say they need to do better. Um, I, I guess I don't know. I, I understand that, right? I understand it. But at the same time, yeah. I think it I was like it. I, I do. I lo- well, I not only I loved it. I love it. Straight up loved it. But yes, I understand. As long as everyone's safe, but you know what? Don't come on. Everybody relax a little bit. It was it was spontaneous. It was it was jubilation it was awesome right and and as long as brooks knee didn't really get dinged up to the point that it was an issue yeah let's move on kind of anyway. jubilation yeah. like uh like the Ryder cup team at brookline exactly
4: yeah it's
8: it's uh, that that's
4: been a tradition and
8: it, it's uh, certainly
1: not unusual for that to happen it just there's just something a little different about that one yeah. I, I i'll go with that but uh but i love it i think it's great i think it's it would be awful if uh and it could be just the reality of how things evolve uh, or devolve in life, and it, hopefully, it's not a reality that they're just going to have to put an end to that ever. Because it's, I think it's pretty cool for the fans to be a part of that, for the players to be a part of that. It's just a neat thing. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like golf's version of everybody pouring champagne on you.
2: Yeah. A little well, bit different than what Colin. More, a little different than what Colin experienced last year in San Francisco, uh, for no sure. Doubt. When he won, so hey, Caddy, we're uh, out of time, but yeah, uh, put a bow on this thing. What's your final thought on Phil? Give it to us here in thirty seconds. What do you got?
1: Uh, no shock that Phil won at age almost fifty-one, and the question is, will he
2: win at age sixty? Really? Wow! Wow! All right, Caddy's sure, all in not? on Phil Mickelson. I like it.
4: And his chance yeah. next or his chance next month for the
2: Career Grand Slam. Well, he certainly has a shot at it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. As Phil says, Me too. can't win if you don't play. So, nope. Thanks, Caddy. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy. He gonged the song, though. I kind of like the song. Anyway, Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. We'll wrap up our number one next. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns & Ammo, open seven days a week.
4: 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. Future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com.
2: Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through. Everything to put my concerns to rest And the day of the surgery was so easy Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through And it worked I could see instantly And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway Well, you know, close to 300 yards Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure Do it now at HoopsVision.com vision.com
3: you're listening to real golf radio
2: now back to brian and bob all
10: right
2: thanks to the caddy thanks to jaime diaz for joining us here on the back nine it's all Rich Lerner from Golf Channel joining us here, so stay tuned for a one-hour back nine with Rich Lerner here on Real Golf Radio. One of the guys I wanted to mention real quick before we uh, break here at the top of the hour is Justin Thomas missed the cut last week. Bob, this is a guy that's our player's champion. We've, we had He had it rolling, and now here he is a Colonial. He talked about struggling with his swing, and here's his buddy Jordan Spieth playing well. Is it, it Golf is so cyclical. Justin Thomas couldn't it miss, is. and uh, Jordan couldn't find it, and now it's like flip-flopped a little bit, even though... He is the players reigning players champ, but he did a a nice uh, correction there in round two, where he doubled his fairways, doubled his greens, and shot four under coming off of the two over start there. But what do you see on Justin Thomas?
4: Well, Justin Thomas is third on the Ryder Cup uh, points list right now, so he's going to be a Ryder Cupper. But since that Players Championship. Um, His best finish is tied for 13th, and as you said, he he missed the cut at the PGA Championship. So um, hopefully he's figuring some things out and brings it back around.
2: Yeah, he talked about some swing challenges. He also talked about the putter, uh, letting him down a little bit. So, uh, look, um, you know, it, it's just interesting week to week. But uh, hopefully the positivity he took out of the second round will play over and into the weekend and, and help him uh, find it. Because, you know what, look, we need our guys. We need our best yep. players in form when we get to no whistling doubt. straights. Hey, stay tuned. The Back Nine Hour number two coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio.
7: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA
8: Broadcast Network.
11: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is proposing a budget to Congress for the fiscal year 2022 that's just under $6 trillion. Biden trying to make the case that it's time for America to spend big. House Minority Leader from California, Kevin McCarthy, says we cannot afford to spend all that money.
5: This is too extreme and too expensive. Think about what we're saying right here. This is what everyone has ever warned us about, that your debt becomes so large it's more than 100% of your GDP. There's no coming back from that. This sounds like Venezuela or Cuba.
11: Senate Republicans on Friday blocked a bill that would form a commission to probe the January 6th Capitol attack, the first filibuster of the year by the chamber's 50-vote minority. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell lobbied his members forcefully against the House-passed commission measure. You're listening to USA Radio News.
6: Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voight, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. It's
11: going to be a busy weekend on the road as many Americans head out for Memorial Day travel. AAA is predicting a 60% rise in holiday travelers this year after many people were cooped up during the pandemic. Regarding the coronavirus pandemic, Dr. Ajish Jha tells ABC's Good Morning America, we still need to keep our guard up. Yeah, the virus is out there and those variants are out there and they're infecting unvaccinated
1: people. So when the CDC doctor, uh, director, Dr. Walensky yesterday said she worries about that uh, that population, I do too. Uh, we've gotta stay very careful. If you're unvaccinated, you gotta keep masked up, masked up avoid indoor gatherings all the things that we've been talking about over
3: the last year because people still remain vulnerable.
11: The fan who dumped popcorn on NBA player Russell Westbrook is facing some serious consequences. The Philadelphia 76ers announcing the fan season ticket will be revoked right away and that he won't be allowed into any event at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. USA Radio News. The state of Washington is filing criminal charges against three Tacoma police officers.
10: Three police officers in Washington state were charged in the killing of Manuel Ellis, a black man who died while being handcuffed and restrained last year. Attorney General Bob Ferguson filed second-degree murder charges against officers Christopher Burbank and Matthew Collins and a first-degree manslaughter charge against Officer Timothy Rankin. Ellis, 33, was killed after police stopped him as he was walking home. Documents state that officers slammed Ellis into the ground unprovoked as they punched and hogtied him. He repeatedly said, I can't breathe. Witnesses say they saw Ellis and there was no sign of aggression. They said Officer Burbank swung open the passenger door of the car and struck Ellis from behind, knocking him to his knees. He then stunned him and applied pressure to the back of his neck with both of his knees while he was restrained. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
11: Congressman Matt Gaetz is telling his supporters they have an obligation to use the Second Amendment. Speaking at a rally in Georgia, the Florida Republicans said the Second Amendment was not about hunting, sports, or recreation. Instead, he says it's about the ability to maintain an armed rebellion against the government if that becomes necessary. More news can always be found online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
0: Do you own an annuity? Either fixed-rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities
1: 800-760-1845, 800-760-1845, 800-760-1845, that's
3: 800-760-1845. Now the back nine where business gets done (laughs) where majors are won and boys become men
5: one day you'll get it
3: our number two of real golf radio with brian taylor and bob casper on the real golf radio network
2: all right, welcome back in. Hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. we got a fun one for you. Rich Lerner from the Golf Channel will join us. Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel joined us in hour number one. If you missed it, check it out on our Twitter page, at Real Golf, where you can download. And, of course, any of your favorite podcaster sites will carry our interviews and show in its entirety as well. But uh, we love the guys uh, at Golf Channel. They do a great job, been friends for a long time. and uh, Sometimes, you know, when they're constrained to those TV limits, uh, we <laughs> give them a little, uh, little leeway, a little leash, Extend that leash a little bit uh, on radio, and they just start talking, Bob. Yeah, it's pretty,
4: it's pretty crazy, Jaime. You know, you're in television. You're so so confined to like two or three minute little segments and that kind of thing. And when you give when you give a guy like Jaime or you know Rich Lerner coming up, you give them a, a question. Um, you know, they expound and go on and on and five or six. Seven, eight minutes later, it's time for another one and you might only get one or two in.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing is these guys work so hard and they have so much information in their brain. Yep. I mean a lot of research and stats and everything, you know, that go along and you put it all together. And like you said, you get sometimes you get forty-five seconds to spit it out on TV. And so yep. um it, it all comes it all comes out at times. But Del, we're excited to visit with Rich and and talk about this when and looking back a week ago, Phil Mickelson, uh, nearly fifty-one years old. Picking up that win. I mean, you yeah. know, he's six away from your dad now, Bob. He's got 45 wins. He's got six major championships. I I can see him getting another one um, as far as wins on the PGA Tour. But I'm not so sure he's going to get another major. And I think it was smart of him to acknowledge that, hey, look, this might be my last win or I might go on a streak. I might go on a run. But, you know, either way, you have to appreciate, just like we appreciated what Tiger did at the Masters in 19, you appreciate when legends like this have another glimpse of greatness that has defined their career.
4: Yeah. And, you know, Phil Mickelson was asked about Ryder Cup and his chances of being on the Ryder Cup team. And he says, I need to play, play well more than once a year. Um, you know, he had a great week last week, won the PGA championship, but that doesn't ensure him an opportunity to play, um, at, in the Ryder cup. And he wants to make sure that the, the team has, has strength to it. And a lot of the young guys are coming up and, and really showing well,
2: hallelujah. Uh, I love to hear them because Phil has not exactly been brilliant in Ryder cups as of late. We'll take a short break. We'll get started with Rich Lerner next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you here on real golf radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality
5: to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you would think chrome soft This ball really does change everything.
2: unlike anything you've experienced before.
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway.
2: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Looking back at a historic win by Phil Mickelson at Kiowa Island and the PGA Championship, and the man that was right in the middle of it all, uh, we sit and watch his coverage. uh, You you, you welcome him into your living room as golf fans You know, each and every week, especially at major championship time. He's been doing this for a long time, just an excellent professional. Rich Lerner from Golf Channel joining us right now. Rich, how are you?
1: Brian and Bob, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. And I can say I was there. (laughs) Yes, I I, I was. I'm already getting friends asking me, where does it rank? And um, I I haven't unpacked it fully yet. Uh, I've done a deep dive on, you know, best I've ever been to, but off the top, you know, um, it, it's in, you know, it's in the top half dozen that I can recall, top four or five probably, yeah. uh, for significance and for buzz and for weather and, uh, you know, for the greatness of the champion. You know, Tiger 2019 Masters, memorable Tiger 2000 at Pebble Beach, Tiger 2000 at the old course at St. Andrews. Uh, one I'll always remember just for intensity and uh uh, and for the crowds was the 2012 Ryder Cup at Medina, mm. uh, and and the crowds here were were intense, uh, and I think it was a combination of you know, who won and you know pent up emotion and and uh, you know, the, the desire uh, to 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 be there and see something uh, coming out of the the pandemic. So yeah, it was uh, it was an all timer. Uh, and honestly, I didn't see it coming. I mean, if, if you ask me, like, did I think you know, Phil Mickelson would win a tournament after the age of fifty? Um, you know, I, prob- I probably would say, yeah, I think he, he could do it. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he won it. You know, ask me, do you think Phil Mickelson uh, will break Stan needs record and become the oldest ever winner on tour? Could, in other words, could Phil win past the age of fifty-two? I would say, yeah, I could see that happening. But, but I would also, it doesn't seem likely, not the way he's playing, right? I mean, he was 115 in the world coming in.
10: Mm.
1: Uh, had had one good round in Charlotte, 64 to open, and then yeah. ended up 69th. I don't think he broke 75 the rest of the way. Uh, hadn't had a top. Ten at a major in like five years, so it, it you know it was hard to to sort of reconcile it. Like, yes, I think it it, it could happen. Wouldn't one hundred percent shock me because we're talking about Phil Mickelson, and because he's so passionate about the sport, uh, even at fifty, like he's chasing it, looking for angles and edges, the way you do when you're twenty five. And you you you're just sort of getting your career going, uh, so I think that passion. And then obviously we we've, we've talked for a long time about his his flexibility, the length of his swing, uh, and then last but but certainly not least, is he's a legend at the game. He's a, he's a uh, a genius, and uh, you we know, we always wondered about the legends. Do do they have one more? And so I think you know th- this was one a powerful reminder that yes, Mickelson is, is truly one of the all time legends of the game. And so, you know, while I I think we sort of knew that this was that late in late career reminder that, Oh my gosh, he's our take your pick. He's our Walter Hagen. He's our Ben Hogan. Every year it gets a couple. And, and so it sort of forced me to step back one more time. Like obviously, I knew Phil was great. Yeah, he's probably, you know, top fifteen, seventeen player of all time before before Kiowa. But but this was this was like okay, yeah, he he's he's our mythic legend along with Tiger.
2: No, oh, there's no so question. We, we
1: you know we, you know they you know they, they had Snead and Hogan in the fifties. We we get Tiger and Phil, and so this was that you know, powerful, uh, uh, reminder and, uh, uh, very exciting. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a hell of a week.
2: Rich Lerner joining us. So I'm glad you brought up, where does it rank? You know, I, I thought back on that and you obviously mentioned them. I was not there in 97 when Tiger won the masters and I, I'm bummed out about that. We started our show in 99. Um, my first masters was in 2000. Um, so when Tiger won in 2019, Um, I was, I I remember I I wasn't going to miss that. I wanted to make sure that I was there. That was special. But, but when I think back on excitement and maybe somewhat of disbelief a little bit and just the, just the barometer, I mean, I think about, uh, Phil picking up his first, major there at the Masters in 2004 sure. the sure. jump and Bob and I were fortunate to be greenside for that and it was just electric it was uh it was one of those things and and everybody look everyone cheers I for agree. Tiger but everybody cheers for Phil I mean it is it's amazing um the amount of support he has so yeah I would throw that right well, up in there I, and then
10: I, I,
1: I, 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 yeah I like that I you, I I'm glad you brought up both 04 cuz we I think we can, we just Overlook it too often. Um, they, there, there was a lot um, that you know, was sort of pent up. Um, it was like, hey, is he ever going to win one of these? Right. I mean, yeah. it, you know, there was kind of a feeling like, probably he'll get one, but you're like, oh, Tiger's around. Tiger at that point was what, uh, 29, not yet 30 years old. 04 wasn't his best year. Like That was BJ's year. Um, but there was still a sense that, man, it's going to be hard to win one here. Like VJ won nine times in 04. So you say VJ and then Tiger is still going to get one. And to quote Jim Mance, uh, As it is time at long last it is. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think 04, 04 was, was uh, really memorable without a doubt. Yeah. There, there's, it's, it's a good list, but I think uh, uh, 2021 at Kiowa and Kiowa really, um, did well. He, he was quite a spot. Man. I mean, oh, yeah. I think they're coming back. It, if they had better infrastructure, in other words, roads are coming in, uh, it it would enhance it. They they don't. Uh, I I'm not sure it works if you've got thirty thousand a day there. But um, they'll they'll figure a way. They might have to do it with with less people uh, and higher ticket prices, which I don't think is. You know, I don't think that's a bad idea, uh, make it more of a premium experience. But the downside to that is that you're, you're, sort of making golf a little more exclusive and everybody's sort of about inclusivity now. That's not for me to decide. I would just say that the golf course is excellent uh, for a major championship. You hit every club in the bag. It, uh, demands, a, a, a style of play, um, where you have to shape your shots, flight the ball up, down, left, right, uh, into some tight windows. Uh, And I I think that appealed to Phil. And I don't think it's a surprise that he played his best golf, probably since Troon, uh, when he dueled Henrik Stenson and lost in 2016, and then obviously uh, Muirfield in 2013 when he won the Open. And and you guys know for a long time, uh, Phil uh, didn't excel and didn't particularly love links or lynx style golf and then he figured it out. And um so uh you know, Kiowa was um, uh, a place where you had to as he said be focused. That was kind of his theme for the week. And I think just the fact that you were required to uh create uh shots and, and carve shots I think helped Phil stay locked in. Um uh, And uh, in in a way that, uh, you know, some of the younger generation, uh, you know, unable to do. Uh, And and maybe there's some lessons to be learned there from, from what he did um, for, you know, one, one, two, and four in the world, missed the cut. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas and Xander Shoffley. So um, he taught the, he taught the young guys the lesson. (laughs) He was three over through six on Thursday. And then he, uh, he got it going. And, uh, so, yeah, Kiowa uh, now has produced, what, McIlroy yeah. and, and, and Mickelson, and, and the Ryder Cup of 91. So yeah. all three big events that have been held there have been historic um, and, and sort of all-timers in, in their own way.
2: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Hey, Rich, hang on. we got to take a short break. We'll continue more with Golf Channel's Rich Lerner next, right here on Real Golf Radio. before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through. Through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops
7: Now
3: back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were
2: big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft family of golf balls. This ball changes everything from the Chrome Soft to the Chrome Soft X to the new Chrome Soft XLS, which is my personal favorite. Check it out at callawaygolf.com. Continuing now with our good friend from Golf Channel, Rich Lerner.
4: One of the great things about Phil Mickelson, as Brian was alluding to, is that he's so accepted by the fans. We've seen him many, many times, and you have too, um, where he's stayed... Um, even after losing a major championship, like at Wingfoot, where he stayed and signed autographs for the fans um, after he's done, um, and you know he loves making eye, tech, eye contact with people. It's uh, he's he's a uh, an every man's player, um, and uh, and and they really yeah. appreciate him.
1: Uh, I, yeah, it,
4: it, it's
1: interesting with Phil. I mean, he's the second best player of his generation, but he's never been number one in the world. Most of his majors, oddly enough, he's been an underdog. How does a guy with that talent, uh, with with that many wins, uh, turn into the underdog on so many occasions? Well, we know he was going up against Tiger. Everybody was an underdog. if Tiger was playing and Tiger was at his best. Uh, In 2013, Uh, he was an underdog in the sense that he had not played great, as I mentioned before, at the Open Championship. That was widely believed to be a style of golf that just didn't suit Phil. Uh, So there was sort of an underdog uh, feel to that. Um, And more recently, last Sunday, he's the underdog because he's 50 years old. (laughs) He's playing against guys half his age. So uh, I think with Phil, uh, it's as much about uh, the ones that he lost as the, the tournaments that he won, uh, which uh, you know, has made him so appealing to so many people. He's like, uh, I always liken Phil to your favorite sports team. Over the course of your lifetime, if you're lucky, if it's, if it's you know, 40 years, let's say, or in Phil's case, we're 30 years. If you're lucky, they're going, to, they're going to win a championship. You're going to celebrate with them. But you also know that more often they're going to break your heart they're going to miss a foul shot in game seven with two seconds left and you know end the season rich you're talking
2: note. to two jazz and, fans here buddy you're talking okay. it's been right. a long so time you guys
1: man. know you guys know with stockton stockton and malone and now you've got don and rudy and i'm a fan i like the, i like the jazz and i think you know they're uh they need to be careful here i mean um a team they're up against. Uh, we digress for just a moment. Is is young and hungry. I mean, that, no, that's, that's that's a that's a team on on the rise, and that will have to be dealt with if not this year, then in the coming years. John Moran does not back down, and uh, uh, but but in any event, Mickelson uh, is is you know he's going to he's going to miss a field goal uh, <laughs> with three seconds left from thirty five yards to win the Super Bowl. He's going to do it. You, you just, you're just you going to be crushed. Um, but he won it all um, uh, this, this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, we people have lived and died uh, with Phil. And the, the thing about Phil, I, I think, is he's had a great spirit, uh, a great constitution for this sport at the highest level. If you're as good as Phil, then you better be prepared to, um, lose a few and, and lose them in painful fashion, right? If you're that good, you're going to contend a lot, Yeah, but you're probably not going to win. You're probably not going to win the greater percentage of those. So Phil's always had the ability to pack up his bag, the baggage that you carry as a professional golfer. Some are scarred by it and never really do get over whatever loss haunts them. Picks it up. I'll give you the example. How about the 2013 uh, hits wedge, gap wedge, long at 13. You know, it's a tiny little part three at Marion, yeah. and then misses misses with a wedge at 15 and blows another U.S. Open. Six runner finishes U.S. Open. What does he do? He packs up his baggage and it was considerable there, and he goes to Scotland, and he wins. Won the Scottish Open and won the Open at Muirfield, and in, in what was I think a bit underrated—one of the great final rounds. The shot he hit in the 17, the shot at 18, the birdie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mickelson is is built for this, and I think he obviously uh, more recently. Uh, and if you're Phil's age or a little bit older, you know how hard it is. Uh, he uh, paid closer attention to his diet. He uh, started eating better. Phil you know, loved the junk food, but he started eating better, feeling better, working harder. And he said it's possible at, at that age. He proved it's possible, but he said you have to work hard. And I, I've said it. When you turn fifty, you can feel thirty, but you can see sixty. That <laughs> that that's that's a mo- that's a motivator. That is a motivator. Right, oh. so so you know it it, it for achieving types. it's sometimes it's a kick in the rear end. It's like man, I yeah. uh, you know I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a stop to this. I don't I'm 50, but I want to prove that you know I can still hang with the young guys. And I think it was a, in that respect, it, it was uh, it was significant uh, beyond golf. I think Phil now, um, you know, is going to pop up in a ton of commercials. Uh, I, I wonder what this particular victory will be worth to him. Uh, I don't know the business side per se, but I, I'm fairly comfortable throwing out like a hundred million or more uh, because you, know, you could just probably sit down and think of a dozen companies, you know, Phil uh, would be great for it. At the moment, anything in the pharmaceutical world, uh, anything that has to do with maintaining focus, Prevagen. I don't know what it is.
5: Just
2: start, just <laughs> Geritol. Start, start, Geritol. Right? You right. might be online just gaming. <laughs> right?
1: Right? So yep. there's it, it, a whole host of things. And, and look, he's capitalizing already. He's got the, the, the match in Montana with Bryson and, and Brady and, uh, um, um, who's the other, uh, and Aaron Rogers. Yeah. So, and, and Phil's company's behind that. Now Phil's, Phil's a force in that respect. I think the other thing is, is you know, for a long time, even through the good years, he was still in tiger shadow. Yeah, he, not in tiger shadow at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, he's, it fills in in the yeah. sunshine right now. And it's, it, it it's his world for this, this, uh, I don't know, how long it lasts, but we're going to go to Tory Pines in June and, and take Tiger away because every tournament Tiger goes to, especially the ones that are the first in whatever comeback it is he's made. How many comebacks, Tiger, right? Those are enormous. All eyes on Tiger. Outside of like Spieth going for three in a row at the old course at St. Andrews in 2015, and I don't think that's going to be in the same ballpark. I can't recall a a big championship where so much focus will be on one person as it will be next month when Mickelson goes home to San Diego, La Jolla and the Torrey Pines to try to complete the career grand slam. Not, I
2: mean, a, not on an exemption. <laughs> doesn't right? yeah, exemption. Doesn't
1: need the exemption. Yeah. But, but, but right. I mean, you know what I'm saying yeah. that that, where the focus is just going to be on, on, on Phil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll yep. do our stories on, on Jordan and, and, and Rory, et cetera, and Brooks and Bryson, et cetera. But I mean, it's, it's Phil's world. Uh, and he'll, look, he'll milk it. Um, and he should, and he's entitled to. And um, I think we all thought, you know, that it was over, that, that the career slam was uh, uh, probably not going to happen. I still think it's a long shot. Uh, Torrey may not be the greatest place. I know some people have made the argument that uh, the, the, the best possibility for players of that age to win uh, majors is the Open. Or, of or course, like, that has a lengthy feel to it, or look to it, like EOA. But think about it. Watson at 59, uh, damn near one. At Turnberry in 09, Greg Norman of 53 at Birkdale, uh had the lead going to the final round before he shot 77 and Harrington won back in 08. So that's, uh, you know, with the vagaries and, and if you get it firm and bouncy ball running out, distance isn't an enormous factor. Uh, it's more about guile and experience and, uh, uh, ability to shape shots and, and, and things like that. Um. That gives the the older guy probably uh, the best chance uh, to win, and uh, but but Phil's not short. That's the thing. Um, I think you know for Phil, it's it's all about hitting a few more fairways, and he drove the ball well. Yeah, he did. He really did. Yeah. He drove the ball well, and the the tee shot at sixteen on Sunday, where he, you know, he <laughs> he put it by Brooks. Uh, it was three hundred sixty six yard poke, and. Not, not you know. Again, and don't we can't minimize that that he went out and Mickelson didn't play a great round. He shot seventy three. Nobody came after him. I don't know if that was Sunday That's pressure. Crazy. It was conditions. Um, but the so called toughest guy in the game, Brooks Kepka, didn't really handle Mickelson Mania very well, and and it was it was nuts out there. Uh, But you would think, you know, if anybody would handle it, it would be Brooks because he dealt with something similar at Bell Reeve, the 2018 PGA Championship when he won, and the crowds were bananas there for Tiger. Now, he didn't play with Tiger, but the entire golf course and the whole world was, he heard it for sure. Was pulling for Tiger to win.
2: Yeah. Hey, Rich. Can uh, I ask you something the... along those lines? Um, let, let me ask you this because this is something that I think is interesting. You talked about how someone people didn't jump in and chase Tiger down or chase Phil down. Uh, it's not too dissimilar than what we saw at the Masters with Hideki. I mean, he was leading. He didn't really make too many mistakes. Nobody really came yeah. up and made a charge. And there was a lot of uh, you know, sports fans that said, yeah, no, I just didn't have that same excitement. You know, there was that brief moment, you know, on, on 15 and 16. But, you know, once the Xander hit the balls in the water on 16, it was, you know, the air was out of it and, and Hideki marched on. I, I would argue that what Phil did on Sunday at Kiowa was not all that different, except that it was Phil Mickelson. And so, Good point. It you know, Good point. There's two there's two factors to that. One is... That you just know because from experience for watching Phil for 30 years that he's capable of failing greatly. Nailed it. And the second thing is, we love our superstars. So, watching a superstar yeah. making history is different, even though Hideki being the first Japanese player to win a major was also historic. He was, he's not superstar status over here. And so, I, I just speak to yeah. that. And how does the golf, I mean, how yeah. is that unique to golf?
1: Or is it? You 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 nailed it. I mean, that's a that's a brilliant analysis right there. I think so. So I think what you're saying is, it it, it was not a blow for blow, twenty eight foot putt of the final hole classic edge of your seat classic. No one came after him. Right. It, it, the golf wasn't especially uh, good, right? I mean, <laughs> and so what was different about Phil versus? Hideki, so
10: mm-hmm.
1: um, we certainly all respect Hideki, and we understand the significance. You know, in, in 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 its own way, that was as significant as what Phil did. Now Hideki's not in America; certainly, is not the beloved figure that Nicholson is in Japan. He certainly is. Um, and yes, I mean this was this was a a superstar, you know uh, that that we. Um, you know, lived a lifetime with. And 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 we we've been through the ringer with. Uh, but he's our favorite team. He's been the favorite team. Uh for he's your Utah Jazz. He's broken <laughs> your heart. He broke your heart so many times. So so in in the absence of anybody, you know, making a legitimate run at him, you know, who stays got to within two and then he made double uh at thirteen. And and in in the um uh, so the, in the absence of, of that you know, exciting element of most tournaments, down to the wire, who's going to win, we, we had the excitement of, oh, my gosh, can Phil really do this? So the other stuff didn't matter. It was Phil against Phil is what it meant.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right?
1: That's, yeah. That was the point you were making is it, it, that we, we know his history. We know Wingfoot. We know Marion. I just mentioned, but we know Shinnecock. He three putted seventeen from not not a, a great distance. So, four shot lead, edge of your seat because it's Phil. Three shot lead, edge of your seat because it's Phil. Yeah. That's what made it, and the fact that we all knew he was trying to do something that had not been done in the how long have they been playing majors? One hundred and sixty-one years was the yeah. first eighteen sixty. Nobody aged fifty or older has ever won a major. Like that's that's, that's hard to wrap your head around. You know, Brando's yep. pointed out right there. There are five who won the career Grand Slam, all four majors: Saracen Hogan, Player, Nicholas, and Woods. Nobody aged fifty had ever won one of these majors. Yep. So it was Phil, Phil against his one hundred and sixty-year history, and it was Phil against Phil. And that made it as exciting as anything. I mean, when he, as anything we've seen. When he came to 18, now the lead's only two? You're like, oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> no lead it, is safe you're, with you're, <laughs> right? You're like, Yeah. Right? I mean, so, yeah, I think you, you make an excellent point there.
2: As exciting as it could be, Rich Lerner from Golf Channel joining us right here. We'll take another short break. We'll be back and continue our back nine, hour number two discussion with Golf Channel's Rich Lerner here on Real Golf Radio.
6: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an out ...outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com. Blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before.
5: To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back
3: to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio.
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And Callaway Golf salutes Phil Mickelson for winning the PGA Championship in historic fashion playing Callaway Clubs, Odyssey Putter, and the Callaway Chrome Soft. Check out Callaway at callawaygolf.com. Continuing now with our good friend Rich Lerner from Golf
4: Channel. Rich, Brooks Kepka played with him in the last group, had some mm-hmm. comments after the round was over. The interesting thing to me is that the last two years, Brooks has been right there in contention with a chance to win, and he's always said mm-hmm. that he feels that he can handle that pressure a lot better. Here he is two in a row PGA championships where he's where he hasn't followed through on that. And do you think that was part of uh why he came out with the comments that he did after the round?
1: uh I, I I'll take I will give Brooks the you know the benefit of any doubt here if he says he got banged around uh then then he got banged around I don't think that was the PGA of America's finest moment I give Seth Walk credit he apologized he they took responsibility and said they need to do better and I suspect they and every other organization watching that uh, will uh, have plans in place to see to it that uh that sort of scrum doesn't happen. I, I'm a little, you know, slightly concerned about the the, the behavior of, of American golf fans at the moment. I mean, you have, you know, just unabated alcohol consumption out there, and, and guys are loud and, and entitled, and uh, you know, uh, intrusive and uh, you're sort of juvenile and. Um, we all want fans back. I mean, it, it, it gives you, you know, a, a kinetic energy that, you know, is palpable that makes sports great. There's no doubt. And the scene itself was frothy and, 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 you know, just had an element of, of, um, and, and this can be exciting. It was dangerous, but it was an element of being unruly. Uh, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm sort of conceding that. My gosh, this is exciting, but it's also potentially dangerous. Um, I don't know if that's an over overreaction, but talk to Brooks. I mean, um, so I don't know how they they handle this going forward. I, I think if they can get the players safely in the clear coming up eighteen. I I do think the look of fans coming up behind them, which has been tradition, correct? You guys know at the open for a long time. If you can do that in a safe manner, well, then it's a great look. And it it is, there's an intimacy to it. There's a a connection, I think, that that fans uh, uh, feel with with the the players and and the moment. Uh, in many cases, it's an historic moment,
4: and yeah, I, don't uh, right, right. I don't think it's something
1: right. Same thing. I don't think it's something that can that can that is is doable really in any other
5: sport.
2: I think it was the culmination of, of a pandemic, a year of being pent up. And I think it Mm -hmm. all boiled down and Phil Mickelson being such a popular guy, the, all the other things you mentioned, alcohol entitlement, you know, unruly, all those things. But I think it just, it was almost a great unmasking that took place and there was nothing you could do. It was like a spontaneous combustion of, of energy. (laughs) And it's unfortunate that Brooks, you know, said he got dinged up. We don't, nobody wants that. But outside of that, I thought Mm -hmm. it was just exactly what, what we needed. And it was just fun to see and celebrate it just felt yeah, it, good uh just felt good but anyway hey I, we're up yeah, against it, it rich one one real quick i gotta ask you this because uh, and we can keep going for, for a while but i have to take a few minutes uh todd lewis doing an interview and the video leaks out with brooks kebkeb yeah. talking about bryson first of all being in the industry as long as you have how, how does something like that get out is it bad that it yeah. got out or it, it, and it certainly has won the internet this week um d- right what, t- tell us well, about you in, know
1: in, in in the end uh, you don't you certainly don't want to make this a habit because you're violating uh, the trust and uh, in, in, in this case it would be our network uh, w- w- would have been violating the trust of, of a player and that gets around and and you you never want that because uh, we're only as good as our word. Uh, How it happened, I don't know. I haven't uh, been in any of uh, the meetings that have taken place. My guess is, uh, you know, it was sort of a cute moment. You, You could imagine somebody saying, Oh, check this out. You're behind the scenes. And then maybe it, it just trickled down and, and got away from, Someone somehow some way, uh, after having been shared or looked at, right? You know how these things go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, if the whole world thought it was fun to look at and 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 a kind of a wow moment, then probably the same uh, behind the scenes in, in the moments uh, soon after the interview took place. I'm sure Todd feels feels badly, but uh, it, it's not on him. It's no, all, no, it's on it's on someone else, and Todd is. You know, is the best. I think you know, best of a, a reporter covering the the PGA tour, and and he's got the, you know a deep uh, reservoir of contacts and and uh, relationships with the players. So, I'll be fine. fine. And I think in general, th- this will blow over. Uh, it, it, there, you know, two ways to look at it. it. You know, one is, oh my gosh, well, how did this happen? It shouldn't have happened. Fair but in the modern world where everybody lives on, on social media, it's, uh, it, it, it's created uh, a lot of buzz and, um, you know, I think it's it has golf in in a little bit of a different realm than than when when your pop played uh, yeah. Bobby for sure, right? I mean, yep. it's it's a different, it's just a different world, and so rivalries are good, and and buzz is good, and it, it it's jumped well outside of golf, which I think some people would say, good rivalries are good. Let them have at it. On the downside, you, know, you wonder will it affect Ryder Cup chemistry for the United States, which you know, has not been great. I don't think it certainly wasn't great in Paris. Um, so, w- will it impact that? And uh, but I suspect on the whole, um, it's a kerfuffle. It, it's not uh, uh, not the end of the world, <clears throat> and it, it probably generated a lot of a lot of heat for the sport uh, and. and Heat is is good these days. Uh, social media clicks and attention and discussion, and nobody got hurt. Hurt. Uh, it'll it'll it we'll be on to some other massive controversy, no doubt, in another day or two, and uh, we'll we'll revisit this uh, in the coming weeks, certainly at the U.S. Open, and I would be uh, curious to see if. Uh, USGA has some sort of a of a perverse sense of humor and and puts Deschambeau and Kepka together. If if I I know this, if uh, like NBC, um, (laughs) you know, and Peacock, we have uh, the US Open. I don't think people would. I I could be wrong. I'm not speaking for management. I I think that would be uh, a big ratings um, uh, energizer. Oh yeah. (laughs) uh, so what do you guys think? I'd, I'd be curious. Yeah, you know, no, you, I, so, think?
2: so, but, well, I, do you know, do you have, what's the, what was he? So what was the disdain? Do you know the backstory at all? Like, was it the spikes? What, did he say something? I, that's what I'm having a hard time discerning I from.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's probably Brooks thinks Bryson's full of, you
2: know, yeah. well, okay. all fill, right. fill in the
1: blank. It, I, it, that's, that's just my, my chance and the rolling of the eyeballs and, and I will say this: I think Brooks is um, has been calculated in in how he wants to position himself. Brooks is the is the favorite of the barstool uh, crowd. Uh, he's the ultimate bro in golf. And I know for fact because you know my kid, I have a twenty eight year old and twenty three year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he they, they like him. <laughs> they they like how he how he moves through the world. They like how he operates. Um, you know, we, we, had it out a little bit on the set the other night that Brandel's not in love with the language and dropping F bombs in interviews. And I, I, I fully understand that, uh, it doesn't have to be a race to the bottom, but the, the other side is, uh, and I hear this from, from younger people, uh, uh Brooks is authentic. Brooks uh, speaks the way we speak. Uh, Brooks tells it like it is. Um, uh, Brooks is, is cool. Uh, Brooks is tough. Uh, Brooks is like a baseball player. He's like any other athlete. Um, so, on the whole, if you just widen the lens here, um, you golf is a show. It's competition, obviously, first and foremost, but it's still an entertainment uh, vehicle. And in any show, you you can't just have all vanilla types. You can't just have fifty good guys. You know, you have to have protagonists and antagonists for something to be interesting. And depending on your point of view, Brooks is the protagonist or he can be the antagonist. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's, he's becoming sort of a professional troll in a way. And uh, in his mind, in his mind, he's building his brand. He's building interest and excitement. He can handle the heat that comes his way. And um uh, he's he's pretty comfortable with it. I mean, there were things I didn't like. I, I like I didn't like San Francisco on Saturday night. I was he one or two behind. And he he threw some shade at Dustin Johnson. Remember, he said, Well, he's only got one. Yeah. I got four. Like, okay. I mean I you know, I I didn't okay, Brooks, come on. Uh, so uh but but that's what the, he, he he generates uh uh the kind of content and material that that percolates that keeps a, uh, a sport and organization in the modern in the modern world, which is cluttered and, and where it's hard to get eyeballs and attention, he keeps that thing kind of humming. And I would suspect if you know, when they widen the lens up there at Ponte Vedra and they take a look at it, and after after the dust settles and, and the investigation is complete on this most recent uh, dust up. They probably think Brooks is pretty good for our for our game. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'll let you guys go. Uh, Rich, go it's jazz. always great, buddy. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I miss uh, miss seeing you guys out there. I'll see you um, hopefully uh, September. Yeah, after, uh, with yeah, Houston the Reds with the with a full crowd. Matt, you know, have me on again if you want. If I didn't, uh, if I didn't uh, play myself out of the lineup, no, I'm going to be happy to come. <laughs> be happy to come in back the lineup, on, Rich. Post, it's our it's our tour.
2: hour with Rich Lerner, and we always enjoy it. It's fantastic. By the way,
1: speaking to the last thing I said, my basketball game, I'm a poor man's poor man's Joe Ingles, <laughs> right-handed, poor man's Joe Ingles. I love standstill shot. Uh, Ingles is a good player, by the way. I'm, a, I'm an Ingles fan,
2: and I love wow. that you bring the Jazz back into it because just like uh, <laughs> Phil has always had Tiger looming, the Jazz had MJ, and now we'll see who's next for this crop, but. Uh, but yeah, we, we again we watch because we hope, and as uh, the bartender in Ted Lasso says, it's the hope that kills you. And uh, you know what we, we we just keep we just keep we just keep watching and hoping. And thankfully for Phil Mickelson fans, it actually came to fruition last week, and it was it was uh, something to see for sure. Rich, you're the best, buddy. Well done. Thank you, guys. Best to the family. You you too. There you go. Rich Lerner, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll continue next. Hey, guys. BT here. And Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, roost crisp, the spa, and the golf course from suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces. You gotta get away to Hotel Park City. Call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for
4: reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CASB.com. Realestate.com. That's Bob at K A S B Y realestate.com.
2: Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
3: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
2: Thanks so much to Rich Lerner for joining us here on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Jack Nicklaus famously won the Masters at 46 back in 86. Julius Burroughs won the 68 PGA at 48. And Phil Mickelson, just shy of his 51st birthday, picks up his sixth major at the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. A historic week, Bob, and something yeah. that we will remember. What a scene. What a champion and maybe not the last chapter to be written in the book of lefty Phil Mickelson. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks to all of our guests today and thanks to you for tuning in every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com.
6: It's been real. If you missed something from today's show,
3: you can find it now on iHeartRadio Talk. That's iHeartRadio.com talk.
7: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.